It is turning 8.46 and Andrew Jung has taken his place alongside me in the studio. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure as well. Good morning to you. Uh, so we start with talk ahead of the presidential election um, here, which will take place possibly as soon as May. Mm -hmm. Latest would be December. Mm -hmm. And the question that we begin with is how far should table reforms go? Because the big businesses are going to be in the firing line, I'm sure. Right. And um, I think a lot of presidential candidates are floating interesting proposals out there. And I'm sure a lot of the voters can agree on some of them. They, they probably have their own feelings about others. But um, I'm going to jump to the editorials and listen to what they have to say with regards to what the uh, various candidates are saying. And I'm going to start with the Korea Economic Daily. And the business newspaper asserts proposed reforms by the presidential candidates are going too far. Uh, the newspaper asserts that Trump's protectionist and domestic business-friendly policies are enticing Korean firms away from Korea and also lauds Trump's proposal to cut corporate taxes, saying the wave of campaign, campaign pledges among Korean candidates to tighten antitrust rules and raise corporate taxes are straight or strangling businesses. And this, of course, uh, the Monday editorial, this was written on Monday, also comes after the same newspaper on 31st of January wrote an editorial entitled Unimpressive Campaign Proposals Abound. So they've been pretty, I guess, consistent in their argument uh, about these various proposals. And in that editorial from January, the business paper called Songnam City Mayor's um, uh, Lee Jae-myung's proposal to dismantle the Chebol groups uh, as unrealistic and as something populist uh mm. not i'm not sure how listeners are taking this but well i mean certainly that reflects a conservative mm -hmm. business friendly outlook right and there's also a warning from the seoul economic daily yes and in that editorial published by uh the seoul economic daily early evening last night uh the paper says south korean firms were investing outwards instead of inwards and this in turn according to the newspaper, led to a dearth of new jobs and less secure employment within Korea. And this is largely due to, according to, again, the newspaper, uh, because a lot of, well, the newspaper starts off by urging lawmakers here and the candidates to press deregulation in the face of slow growth and you know, decreasing household income, uh, while also pursuing policies that aimed to secure permanent employee positions to those working on contracts and other less secure forms of labor. Uh, the editorial also mentions the Regulation Free Zone Bill. This is, of course, a uh, bill that's been tentatively called uh, by its, I guess, literal name. Um, in Korean, it's called the Kyuze Prijonpa, but it's, I guess, this is a very tentative name and is likely to change as the legislative process continues. But um, yeah. this bill proposes to lift a array of regulations that would include um, uh, firms uh, to more easily test driverless cars, drones, uh, give homeowners more say on if they want to rent out unused rooms, on home sharing platforms. Platform. So this is a big blanket draft bill that the Seoul Economic Daily uh, pointed out to. And I think they're pointing to uh, the presidential elections and telling the candidates, hey, we need more or less of rules so that businesses are freer to pursue investment and more business opportunities within Korea so that you know new jobs can be created within the country. Yeah, I mean, you talked about how the public would respond to this. Clearly, mm -hmm. um, we do want to have an environment in which especially newer businesses can thrive. They're right. not tied down by regulations, but there's clearly also been this perception that big businesses have had it all their own way mm -hmm. for too long, mm -hmm. and the presidential scandal has right. highlighted a lot of public opinion in that regard. We are going to get an opposite view on this, mm -hmm. but we've got another paper here, the Sege Ilbo, which mm -hmm. also has a, quite a strong note of caution. 
Right. Uh, this is a editorial published on February 2nd, so a few days ago. And uh, the Tegerbo accused politicians of snagging companies in the face of rising uncertainty. So this is, I guess, kind of towing the similar line with the Seoul Economic Daily. And instead of aiding Korean companies facing trade roadblocks, according to the Tegerbo, across the board from the rise of protectionism under Trump to China's de facto sanctions uh, regarding that, um, politicians here, according to the newspaper, are printing out an array of populist business policies. Aimed at choking the Chevers. And it also voices fear that dismantling or moves that could lead to a division in ownership of the thousands of uh, Chebor affiliated companies here in Korea could lead to a massive kidnapping of Korean companies by foreign capital. So the bottom line, according to this newspaper, is please refrain from prompting uh, or promoting populist business policies that could endanger the economy. So as promised, let's now hear from the right. opposition stalwart, the Hungary. Right. And the newspaper offers a good insight into the other side of the story. And in this editorial published last night, uh, the newspaper says that pending antitrust reforms on the Chebos were not only a must, but also should be pursued with speed at this month's session at the parliament. And although the, uh, the newspaper didn't mention specific bills, um, uh, based on the different reforms that the newspaper has urged in, uh, I guess, uh, past editorials, these are likely to include bills that propose allowing shareholders of parent firms to sue managers at subsidiaries if they're believed to be breaching trust, uh, disconnecting share, uh, circular shareholding structures, and strengthening requirements and criteria that Chevrolet must meet to qualify as a holding company centered corporate. Um, the more fundamental questions, in my opinion, that should be asked to the candidates is how we should spread out the the concentration of capital with with so within a so few uh, group of corporates and question two should be if if korea should excuse me <clears throat> if the if the country should continue to pursue a policy that divides capital owners into those owning financial entities and those owning industries so whether or not to keep laws that limit manufacturing oriented tippers from holding uh financial sector entities and vice versa Obvious point to make here, some of these Chebol have outgrown Korea. They are truly right. global. Right. They don't necessarily need Korea, but we need them. Right, right. That's, so this is not uh, a straightforward negotiating position mm -hmm. for those populist candidates. We'll see how it plays out. Let's get to our next subject. Which foreign policy track should South Korea pursue? Yeah, I think um, this is a question that's been on the table for now quite a while. And uh, I think it's, it's been more, uh, I guess, emphasized recently because of the recent struggle between China and the U.S. And the question that the editorials are asking is, should we go after uh, closer ties with China <clears throat> at the risk of chilling ties with the U.S. or strengthening ties with the U.S. and Japan at the risk of uh, chilling ties with China? Mm. And <clears throat> I'm going to jump to the Chuzanipo. And the newspaper asserted in a business desk column yesterday um, <clears throat> that Let South you Korea. clear your throat, Andrew. Right. Sorry about that. <laughs> no um, worries. And uh, the business column at the Chuzanipo says that South Korea is experiencing a forced leg stretch uh, due to its conflicting dependence on China and the U.S. And the newspaper, though, argues that siding with the U.S. would be the wiser move to take uh, because, according to the Chuzan, uh, the, a balanced rep 
approach uh, based on strategic ambiguity would end up irking both China and the U.S. Uh, and worsening South Korea's isolation. And, and the Chosun Yonbo also argues that siding with the U.S. would be better because, one, the U.S. is the economy leading the Industrial Revolution going on right now. And two, uh, many, if not most, South Korean companies are in competition with Chinese firms. And three, South Korea's industrial core, which is manufacturing, is in decline, and tapping into the U.S. manufacturing's uh, alleged revival would be uh, a big plus to Korea, according to the Chosun. Let's get back to the Hungary. Right. Uh, the Hangyore uh, takes the, I guess, the more, uh, more of the opposite side of the argument. And the newspaper argues in an editorial published on February 6th that a balanced approach is warranted in the light of the recent visit to East Asia by uh, Defense Secretary James Mattis uh, from the U.S. And the newspaper cites the possibility of the U.S. increasing pressure on Korea to increasingly side with Japan and the U.S. in a new Cold War against China. <clears throat> the Hangyori says a request from Trump to side with the U.S. and the South China Sea against China is not an impossibility. Uh, and also notes that a balanced approach is needed uh, and showing signs that we are capable of pursuing higher goals, such as cooperation and coexistence, is a must, according to the Hangyori. Yeah, I mean, whether or not we use uh, loaded terms like new Cold War, we're already right. in a situation. Let's face it, we're already in a situation mm-hmm. where just look at the actions China has unofficially taken against Korean companies. Right, right. Do we want to be held to ransom almost by a government mm. forced into a friendship mm. or stand on Korean feet? That is a question that obviously many people will be asking and you've got another view from the Chungang Ilbo. Right. Uh, the Chungang also takes the side of saying that we should be closer with Japan. And I think one interesting reason behind this reasoning is that uh, Trump poses another reason for Korea and Japan to be tighter than farther away because uh, the Chungang cites North Korea as another prime reason, but the editorial also cites Trump's proposal to compel Seoul and Tokyo to pay more for the stationing of U.S. troops there as another reason to cooperate. So this, is, this doesn't mean that we have to take the side of Japan and U.S. against China, but the Chungang is saying that hey, you know, no matter what happens, I think we have a lot of good reasons to have better relations with Japan. But yeah, of course, of course, that would be so much more simple if it wasn't for the matter of history. Right, right, which is, uh, I think, um, has been the prime reason that our ties with Japan has not been too friendly in recent years. And, you know, understandably so. Mm-hmm. It's not a few fringe historians in Japan who are taking issue with South Korea's stance, but actual leading government officials and indeed Prime Minister Shinzo right, Abe. right. We've got to leave it there. Mm -hmm. Always pack in plenty. Thank you very much, Andrew Jung, with our different view today. And thank you very much to our producer, Pakani, to our writers, Che Kyung-mi and Che Young-jin. Thank you, everyone, for your company today. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05. Careerscape with Kurt Asian on the way, shortly after your news headlines with Rosine Park.